Material in this program is intended for general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. None of the information contained in this podcast is intended by the host to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. SmartVestor Pro is for customer service only and does not reflect quality of investment decisions and is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor. Security sold through Independent Financial Group, LLC, member of FINRA and SIPC. Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house and giving out prescriptions for better financial health, help to making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. I'm Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner and an investment advisor with over 20 years' experience providing financial planning and investment advice. And I'm John Travis. I have an MBA in finance, also a Dave Ramsey SmartVestor Pro, and I've been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 20 years. We're excited to have you listen to us today on our weekly show. We are right here on podcast every week up on Friday afternoons. You can now catch us on uh, iTunes every Friday and uh, moneymd.net. Yeah, go to our website, Steve. We have the uh, podcast link over on the right-hand side. You click on that. It actually takes you to a different website. It's called Podbean. Um, something uh, uh, the younger generation helped us set up a couple of years ago. But we have all of the past shows, have it categorized into different um, sections. So if you have an interest in maybe college planning or long-term care, you can go listen to previous shows on that. So we, we do make it easy to listen to the money doctors, right? That's right, exactly. No excuse for not listening to the money doctors this morning. Um, do check us on our website, moneymd.net, where you can link to us there or send us your questions. We would love to hear from you, and we'll cover those questions here on the show. And uh, you can get all of our previous shows there as well. And you can email us your questions directly at info at moneymd.net. Well, uh, John, we have an awesome show today. We yes, have a we special do. guest here, uh, Ginger Hudock. And uh, we're going to talk about nutrition and how to save money. I like it. As well. Money and nutrition. Anytime food is involved, it is a good topic. Money and food. About, you can't get a better topic than that, we actually. We talk about food a lot, so this, is, this will be unique. I'm excited about um, learning some, some new tips and tricks and things like that. It is. It is. So we'll go more into that in a second here. But, Ginger, we are we're honored to have you here today. Well, thank Welcome. you. I'm happy to be here. Fantastic. And... Um, and But we're going to start off here with the financial fact of the week. Yeah, Steve, this is a, an interesting um, fact. This is a There was a survey that was done a couple years ago um, talking about uh, what are the concerns, greatest financial concern of people. And believe it or not, running out of money was a higher concern than, than death. I mean, I just kind of shocked um, me a little bit. Yeah, that um, is. I mean, I've seen that before. Yeah. And it's interesting because... <laughs> And it makes sense a little bit because, you know, if you die, nobody can blame you. But if you run out of money, you're, yes, you're never going right. to hear into that. <laughs> this is very and true. Somebody's so. going to blame you, probably your spouse. 48% <laughs> of people are, are concerned about running out of money. About 22% are concerned and feared, fear death. And, you know, the, one of the reasons is, is there used to be pension plans with companies, and those are kind of right. going away. There are some people that still have pensions. Um, but here's an interesting stat that kind of goes along with this. A couple of at age 65 today – they have a 50% chance of living beyond the age of 93 and a 25% chance of living beyond 98. So people are living longer. My, my grandmother has a birthday on in a couple of days. She'll be 101 years old. Wow. That's just incredible. So wow. people are living longer, and they are concerned about will their money live with them. Exactly. Yeah, there's nothing worse than having too much life at the end of your money. Yes, so, this uh, is true. Definitely... She's done a good job. I will give her props on that. She is. She loves talking finances and money, even at 101. She's just an amazing soul. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
Um, great financial fact. And uh, also, though, we're going to talk about Trump's, uh, later in the show, Trump's tax plan. And right? Clinton's, the, yeah. And Clinton's, both of them. Yeah, it's such a positive topic. It is, John. I mean, you always pick these. You <laughs> I don't know, know how we're going to transition topic. for something positive with Ginger and something like taxes. But you Well, know. maybe we could turn it into a positive. I'm we'll sure there's some out. positives we'll in there somewhere, right? <laughs> right, taxes. We'll uh, figure it out. Okay, well, that'll be interesting. But we're going to start off here, though, with, uh, with Ginger and... Uh, Ginger, we're just, again, we're just excited to have you here today. Well, thank you very much, Steve. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I mean, saving money while eating healthy, uh, two of our favorite topics. <laughs> That's so, right. So uh, I love to combine those together. But yeah, Ginger is a holistic nutrition consultant. Um, you have your own business, Nutrition with Ginger. Yes. And uh, with that, you help clients discover the power of personalized whole foods nutrition to prevent and heal from many chronic health concerns, especially food allergies and sensitivities, and you're a certified glutish, uh, gluten practitioner. Yes. Which, uh, I have to admit, I, I, don't even, I don't even know really what that is. I know what gluten is a little bit. Right. But, but um, sure it's a protein in wheat, rye, and barley, and a fair number of people have problems with it, so I can, I've can i had that. special training to help yeah. people deal with that. And it's also in a lot of foods, too, right? Correct. I mean, it's Wheat's in everything. Right, right. Yeah, John knows it like about this because yes. Danielle's food allergies, Danielle's right? had some issues over, right. over time, yes. Right. Well, so then I'm, hopefully you'll get some good tips today, right, personally. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, this is a great topic. Um, you know, before we jump into this, I have to say, I mean, we thought we are eating pretty healthy because we do trim all the fat off of our 16-ounce steak. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, we're, we're pretty healthy guys here. Yeah. Uh, 16-ounce. And, and I might also mention, you know, when we get into this, uh, what, what exactly is, is healthy question, um, you know, you're talking to two guys here, so remember that. You I know. understand. I'm married to a guy, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, vegan isn't going to fight it. That dog won't hunt, if you know what I mean. Right. So, <laughs> anyway, so that does lead us up to our first question, which is a great question. And that is, I mean, what does it mean, you know, eating healthy? I mean, what, what about our diet is not healthy, I guess, or the typical diet? Okay, well, the standard American diet is sometimes the acronym is SAD, and the truth is the diet that most people eat is sad. It got it has lots of processed foods. It has lots of sugar, vegetable oils, very little whole fresh foods. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I saw a recent uh, statistic that like 60% of the average person eats things that come from packages or boxes. Mm-hmm. Is salt a concern? Is that kind of, you, um, you throw that in a problem? Maybe, area? maybe not. Not for some people, yes. Okay. For some people, no. Um, for me, it's not. For my husband, it is. So mm-hmm. that's one of those areas that's not a big thing. But in general, if um, healthy eating could be considered, if it looks like something your grandparents ate, it's probably going to be healthy. Hmm. If you eat, If you eat foods at home prepared from scratch, Fresh or frozen vegetables and fruits, nuts, seeds, you know, whole grains, brown rice, rolled oats, quinoa, meats. You can have your meat, eggs, <laughs> fish. Yes. You know, as much of the whole foods that you eat, as much as you can do that are organic or free range or wild caught is going to be best. So let me ask you a quick question. Uh-huh. Um, so picked a whole bunch of blueberries this last blueberry season and that froze them. Healthy. Yes. Does freezing change any of the nutritional um, value? 
maybe yes, maybe no. Depends Some the tests field. they've done is actually frozen is better than fresh held a long time because the vitamins will go away as foods sit. Okay. So if you buy, if you get fresh blueberries as an example and pick them right away and freeze them, the mm-hmm. nutrition on the frozen is going to be better than the wow. fresh that have sat for a couple yeah, weeks. Okay, that Good. is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they, they lose some taste anyway, right? Yeah. So freezes, I mean, so. fresh, fresh, fresh picked, fresh cooked is the very best, but frozen can be just as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, talking about the finance side of this, mm-hmm. I mean, eating healthy, you know, fresh vegetables usually cost more, I guess, if you're buying them at the, the fruit mm-hmm. stand. Um, so... So isn't that how, I mean, how can people afford that? Well, I mean, the way I look at it is um, how we eat affects our health. It is very expensive to be unhealthy. 72% of adult Americans are overweight or obese. And if you're obese in particular, this links to conditions like heart disease, hypertension, cancer, type 2 diabetes, mood disorders. 50% of adult Americans live with chronic diseases. Um, 76% of Americans, 55 to 64, take one or more prescription drugs, and 90% of those over 65 take prescription drugs. So drugs and doctor's bills are very expensive. That's true. So, so eating healthy, even if you pay a little more for in, in your budget for your food bill, in the long run and often in the short run, it is going to save you on doctor's bills and on quality of life. It's, so it's kind of like an investment. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Right. It's an I investment. Like it. The investment spin on it. That's, that's a good spin. I like <laughs> that. Right. You're investing like in your health. And it tastes better. Yes. I like it. So let me ask you a question. Fresh, um, you know, I think about fresh fruit, like you mm-hmm. were saying, going to a stand or going to right. a farmer's market. Is that considered, I mean, obviously that is fresh, but are the are the fruits and vegetables in a grocery store considered fresh? Because it seems like a lot of those um, are. Yes. I mean, if you have a choice, you're going to, your best is going to be local mm-hmm. from a farmer's market or in your backyard just pick. That's going to be the freshest. Uh, second best would be in the grocery store from the local area. Third best, uh, you know, some of them are flown halfway around the world. Right, Those right. are not as fresh. That's where buying frozen can actually be better in mm-hmm. some sense than fresh. So McDonald's probably is not considered fresh food? No. Okay. No, not fresh. <laughs> just making not. sure. No, no, no. They, they no. do have a dollar menu that's good financially, but it's not good health. And I like the way no. that you that yeah, you think you about tie that. Yeah, the two together. And right, it is an investment. I like that. Yeah, I mean, um, it seems like a lot of people have food intolerances nowadays. Yes, or, absolutely. Or sensitivities. I mean, Kathy has a little bit of some mm-hmm. things we've discovered, and Abby has some things, and I know Danielle mm-hmm. does. And so, is that something that's becoming more common now? And is that is that one of the primary reasons for for doing this, or is it is it mainly for just other um, physical health benefits? I think it's for for at the average person. It's for the other benefits. Uh, eating healthy is going to help you in your whole life. And actually, food sensitivities and food allergies are increasing. Uh, that statistically, uh, some of that has to do with, uh, we think, more use of antibiotics and people's systems getting more resistant and possibly all the chemicals and pesticides and herbicides that they're using 
in the foods, um, both processed and fresh. So we don't really fully know why they're increasing, but they are. Yeah, I have to admit, you wouldn't want to eat the grass at my house because I have lots mm-hmm. of chemicals that I put out. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I, I suspect. Farmers. And it's not it's not just you. It's the far, it's the farmers and it's the mass production of the you know some of the factory farms and the mass production of some of the f- vegetables. That's another good reason to eat locally from your farmers market. Usually, they will use a lot less of those chemicals. Yeah, my kids, when they come up from college, they just rave over the fresh veggies that, mom, that, that Kathy, you know, gets. I mean, she goes to that uh, farm gate mm-hmm. produce stand, mm-hmm. Siegler's yeah. produce stand, and right, right. they're awesome vegetables. I don't know if they're organically grown or what, but either way, they're very good, they're really good. And but I, but it is more expensive, and our kids, you know, being at college, they're eating canned <laughs> stuff, and so they're just it's a treat. Yeah, it's it's kind of been a draw bringing them home more. I think so. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, well, what are some of the other ways, um, you know, that we can eat healthy and save save money? When it comes the down number to one tip I have is to cook and eat at home. Mm. Okay. Fifty percent of Americans' food dollars are spent away from home. That's a good point. And twenty five percent. It was only twenty five percent in nineteen sixty. So we've doubled. I mean, some of it has to do with two working parents and the change in our society, I know. But with planning, you can figure out how to cook and eat at home. I'll give you a great example. Last week, my husband and I had dinner at home. We had grass-fed, and this is a man's meal, so Steve, you'll like this dinner. (laughs) It consisted of grass-fed ground beef hamburgers, uh, non-GMO fresh corn, sautéed Vidalia onions, and fresh green beans. This meal cost me $7 total for all the ingredients, for all the food to serve. And this would serve three to four people, depending on, you know, adults or kids. It served the two of us with leftovers. Where did you get the meat from? I got it at Earth Fair on sale. Okay. So that is one of my, uh, that's my second tip, is buy on sale in bulk and freeze. Uh, One of my favorite places I have is Earth Fair, and I live in Aiken, so I don't come to Augusta much. But when Earth Fair, they periodically have their grass-fed meats on sale. And I bought burger for $4 a pound for grass-fed ground beef, which is the top level. And we bought uh, grass-fed ribeye steaks for you, Steve. We nice. bought a whole grass-fed <laughs> nice. ribeye I'm getting hungry over for here. $6 <laughs> a pound. And oh, they had them slice it and put good. it in our That's freezer. It so it's great price. I mean, it's cheaper than the regular grocery store, and it's high-quality meat. So buy on sale in bulk and freeze. Okay. I think one of the amazing things is, as you talk about, 50% is eating out. I yes. Mean, if you drive in Aiken or Augusta, the, the volume of restaurants. I mean, mm-hmm. there are dozens and dozens, and if not hundreds, of and restaurants. Expensive nowadays. It's not the you know the cheap little steakhouses you know of yesteryear. I mean, it nowadays people think nothing about going out and spending you know fifty you know dollars a couple, seventy five dollars a couple mm-hmm. on dinner, mm-hmm. and so it's killing us. It's killing us financially, right. exactly, you know, as a nation, and it's also you know hurting us health wise. Exactly. I'm not saying I definitely go out to eat. I mean, I'm not saying you should not ever go out to eat, but make it a treat. 
Mm-hmm. And the nicer food you eat, I'm yes. sure, is, is, yeah. is fresher food. Exactly. But still, they're probably not using the kind of food you're talking about. Yeah, it's so for sure. as a whole. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's great. Well, um, you know, so if what if you don't have time for cook to cook? I mean, what do you do to to just you know, be healthy and, and make it quicker. And, well, you know, I still kind of say stuff. cook. And, of course, this is me speaking from a prejudice as someone who does have a fair amount of food allergies, so it's tough to eat out. Right. But cook on the weekends. Uh, buy in bulk. Um, ahead of time. Yeah, cook ahead of time. Or what I do for lunch every day is I make myself a big salad with lots of veggies on it, and it, and when I go out, I'll carry it with me. I make lunch for my husband to take to work, so we we do things that way. And our lunches tend to be leftovers from dinner. So I, th- we do eat out occasionally, but um, th- that's my biggest tip. Uh, but and, and you know, take snacks with you. Take healthy snacks with you. When I, I saw you at uh, the golf tournament on Monday, and yep. I knew there would not be healthy snacks for me, so I took some nuts and an apple with me, mm. for an example, to have as a snack. <clears throat> so I had a banana on the way. I didn't eat Did one you? of those biscuit things. There well, you go. I had a Nutri-Grain bar. That's the problem, right? <laughs> Nowadays, everybody touts healthy. They yeah. try right. organic. It's hard to tell. How do you recognize? Yeah, I mean, what, you know, what well, stuff? Well, um, a couple things. One is if something is labeled organic, you can trust it if, okay. in, because that is a federally mm, protected, um, protected Word. So if you buy something, whether it's in a farmer's market or in the grocery store, and it says organic, you can you can guarantee that. If it's not, you've got to trust the person you buy from. So if you go to the farmer's market, you've got to trust the person you deal with. Um, I get certain foods online from, it's a uh, program in Aiken called Aiken Organics, and she investigates all the people that are, de- are farmers and you know, producers for her. So you trust them. So right. you've got to trust who you buy from if if it's not something, you know, pre marketed. Yeah, that's a that's a great tip. I like it. I like it. Good information. I can have my steak and still be healthy. That's <laughs> you've sold me. Um and I, I would hamburger. say even if you can't afford to buy organic, uh, you know, people you should try to eat as many fresh fruits and vegetables uh, as you can, e- instead of canned or processed foods or instead of things like McDonald's, because that is still going to be a whole lot better for you. So eat, you know, eat the most fresh fruits and vegetables that you can, plus the b- as much as you can afford in terms of the best quality of meats and eggs and cheese. Anything, don't buy, get the packaged mac and cheese. Make it yourself if you can. Hmm. There you go. Don't get the packaged stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, the convenience is how a lot of things are sold these exactly. days. That's part of the issue, I, I think. Exactly. Of- exactly. <laughs> okay. Great advice. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, Again, excellent. Ginger is, uh, you know, a nutrition consultant. And uh, Nutrition with Ginger, her business helps people discover the power of personalized whole food nutrition to prevent and heal many of the chronic health concerns, especially food allergies and sensitivities. So, How do they get in contact with you? Um, they can look at my website, which is www.nutritionwithginger.net, 
or they can find me on Facebook and uh, type in Nutrition with Ginger. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Great advice, Ginger. Okay, that leads up here to our question of the week. Yeah, see, this question has to do with um, Roth um, 401ks. And, you know, there are some 401ks these days that have Roth options, which is a good a good option for a lot of people and the question is is can i save in a roth 401k as well as a roth ira and so when you look in the 401k under 50 you can save 18,000 per year over right. 50 24 and so the answer is yes you can save in both vehicles um you know going forward so you could put all of it in a roth 401k and then do you know the outside ira as well 5500 uh, or 6500 depending on your age so right. you can right. do both that's a good question. Good question. Yeah. And you can even go above that if you put after-tax money in your yes, 401k. You That's a bonus. All the way up to $53,000 in, in for most people. And Then uh, you can roll that out into a Roth. Exactly. Anytime. So that's a fantastic way to yes, get a is. ton of money in a Roth. So good tip. All right. That leads us up here to our next topic, and that is tax plans. One of my unfavorite topics. But, <laughs> yes. Uh, it impacts everyone. Okay. Very important, though. Mm-hmm. Very, very important. So, good topic to talk about here. Yeah, I mean, both our candidates here are touting big tax changes once mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Seems like every four years we run into this. Actually, I'm not sure that I, I believe either one of them are going to make some significant changes. I mean, they're, they're saying a lot of stuff. I'm not sure if they even intend to do it, or could they do it? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you know, and Steve, their, their tax proposals are exactly opposite. I mean, you know, they're they're different in, in most of the ways. I mean, Donald Trump wants to cut taxes across the board. Um, Hillary Clinton wants to raise taxes, and she also wants to limit the write-offs for upper-income taxpayers as well. Um, they don't, you know, disagree on everything. You know, neither really wants to tinker with the payroll taxes for Social Security or Medicare. But, um, you know, a lot of people in the, uh, the, the tax industry, the financial industry, are trying to figure out and, and try to prepare. And sometimes you can't because you just don't know what's – you know, we don't know what's going to happen, and like you said, a lot of times they're just talking, um, you know, on points and so forth. You know, there's also the, you know, there's always posturing during the election, and um, you know, there's not really, uh, you know, the, this is standard stuff that Republicans and Democrats yep, talk about, it is. and they have for a number of years. And sometimes things do get implemented, but generally they're not massive tax changes. That's right. We hear it every. Every four years, unfortunately, but uh, but yeah, the Trump plan. So if we look at that one first, um, you know, kind of echoing the proposals of the past GOP tax reform plans, Trump says he would slash the marginal rates um, from the current six individual federal tax brackets down to three, hmm. which I, I like a lot: twelve percent, twenty-five percent, and thirty-three percent. I mean, that's a that's a play straight out of the Reagan playbook. Mm-hmm. You know, if you remember, he did the exact same thing. He actually did it, though, which which was great for a little while, but it got changed very quickly. Um, but since the marginal tax bracket today is 39.6%, that's not including the 3.8% uh, Obamacare tax mm-hmm. and the additional Medicare tax, 0.9%. Anyway, the highest earners would benefit the most from his plan because they would get the biggest deduction. Um, He also has proposed eliminating the alternative minimum tax, the estate tax, the gift and investment uh, income taxes, and lowering rates on business income, which would be taxed at no more than 15% for Mm -hmm. businesses. Capital gains would still be taxed at a maximum rate of 20%. 
you know, of course, all these ideas are expensive, and I don't think he's really said how he's going to pay he, for it. He has, and he hasn't come out with a lot of detail. I mean, the, you know, if he eliminated the estate tax altogether, I mean, that would save family millions of dollars and uh, cost the government billions. And like you said, there's no plan on how to replace that. That's the problem. Uh, another item, he says, those earning less than 100000 would pay no more than 10%. Um, but again, you know, there's really not a lot of details with what he's doing. Um, you know, the overall tax planning under Trump, uh, Trump's plan, particularly for high net worth clients, would be streamlined. Um, you know, there's two other possible challenges that loom, though. Congress may decide to, to tackle some of these broad-based corporate tax reforms as well as the um, business taxation. Now, this is pretty interesting, Steve. There's some, some changes that he's talking about um, with C-Corps and S-Corps as well that probably are getting people's attention a little bit if he were to uh, come into office. Yeah, that's exactly right. Clients who own businesses such as a subchapter S corporation um, could be taxed at lower corporate rates uh, than their personal rates. Right now, you know, subchapter S, S corps are taxed at, you know, flow through to the personal income tax rates. Um, so that would be a boon for business owners. Uh, but for those with the C corporations, you're looking at a significant tax cut from 35% for the maximum C corp down to 15%. And small business owners would be looking at a, a individual rate of 25 or 33% as their rate since most often those are taxed at their personal rate as well so you know there's some there's some savings there um you know i like the plans but again it's it's how do you pay for it mm-hmm. you know is there really any viability in terms of would that would that pass and then clinton's plans uh, are the exact opposite yes yeah, right. i mean you couldn't get two more <laughs> diametrically opposed people they are out there uh, yeah I mean, clinton would raise taxes and limit deductions for high net worth clients um, and they would pay an array for an array of social benefits from free college tuition for families earning $125,000 or less to infrastructure spending. Mm-hmm. Of course, she hasn't said who will pay for, you know, the, the free tuition or, you know, how you'll control prices. So there's a, lots of holes in her ideas yeah, as well. Sure. I think they're pandering a little bit to their base on some no, of this stuff. No doubt. You know, the itemized deductions, um, you know, would be capped. Um, there'd be a 4% fair share surtax on income above $5 million. And then she had something called the Buffett rule. Buffett was came out and said, you know, 30%, you know, for anyone making over a million dollars would be the uh, the rate. So, um, some other caps on dividends and so forth um, that she's she's talking about. Um, so you know she's probably going to she would go after deductions. I think I think sure. that would be something that she could sell to people. Um, but the estate tax, you know, Clinton would take the the code back to uh, 2009. Yeah, she's going to go after all the high net worth people except herself, of course. <laughs> right. All hers flows to the foundation. <laughs> oh yes, which yes. is tax free. Yeah, you know true. so. There's always a loophole. All these guys, you know, that talk about raising rates, mm-hmm. there's always a loophole for themselves in there somewhere, you know. I mean, I, I just it makes you just want to throw up when yeah. you start talking politics. <laughs> yeah, on the estate tax, Clinton would move the code back to 2009 where the maximum rate is – the exemption is $3.5 million instead of um, the $5.4 million today. That's out there. So today, you know, a married couple, gee, I mean, you could pass almost $11 million. But, of course, you know, the Democrats are targeting that. And uh, some four out of every thousand Americans are expected to be affected by that. So there's not a big number of people that have those high estates. And then the current estate tax exemption is about $11 million. Um, that'll be knocked down. The, the gift tax will be knocked all the way down to a $1 million. 
lifetime exemption. So that would be a huge change for wealthy folks. And uh, but you know the the, the low and middle income households are the ones that are going to benefit the most from her proposals, mm-hmm. according to Moody's. Yeah, and I think the reality is, Steve, as we kind of wrap this section up. Um, you know, the, the, the reality is, is more than 10,000 Americans are turning 65 every single day. Right. 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 I mean, we have a big issue with Social Security. Big problem. And, and Medicare and the deficit. And, you know, so the advice when I talk to people today, I mean, usually the, you know, you look into retirement and, and your income tax is supposed to go down. If you look out 10 years from now or 15 years from now, I'm not sure that's going to be the case. I don't think no. rates are going to, I think the tax brackets are going to creep up. Um, to try to deal with some of the uh, social issues that we have from a financial standpoint. Exactly. I mean, one of the things they mentioned in this article, which I totally agree with, is, you know, the the person, one of the people they interviewed is, he said, you know, just ignore this stuff. It is just rhetoric. Mm -hmm. There is no way they're going to implement all this stuff they're talking about. You don't even know who's going to be in the White House. But the looming thing, as you mentioned, is is Medicare and, and huge deficits, unfunded liabilities for Medicare and Social Security down the road. And we're going to have to deal with that. And so there's not going to be room to reduce anything unless somebody comes up with a significant plan for that. And we're not hearing any candidate talk about no, that. So no, they're not. They're, they're brushing it under the rug. That's right. So that's the elephant in the room here. But nonetheless, makes for interesting conversation. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> All right. Well, that leads us up here. To our last thing, and that is the prescription of the week. Yeah, you know, Steve, I got an email from a client um, this morning asking about, um, he's reading a lot of news articles and hearing a lot of chatter about people predicting a, a decline in the market and people moving out of the stock market, going to bonds. And, you know, I mean, you and I, we see the statistics, we see the studies, and um, the experts, the market experts that try to predict that stuff are wrong more than half the time. So don't make decisions based on headlines. Um, and uh, no one can predict this stuff, is bottom line. And, and markets do go through downturns, but that's what markets do. I mean, you have to be properly diversified. So here's a prescription of the week. Time in the market is the key, not timing the market. So exactly stay invested, right. be diversified, have a plan, and you can weather the dips in the markets because they're going to happen. They always have and they always will. Um, but if you have a plan to address it, you can get through it and you can make a good return historically, you know, going forward. That's exactly right. I tell people when we get in recessions, you know, as we've heard talked about before, is if you were fully diversified in 1929 in the middle of the Great Depression, you will have fully recovered in about four and a half years from the bottom. Yeah. So, you know, the key is just time in the market, like you said, not trying to time it. There's no way to predict what's going to happen. Yes, there will be a big bear market again sometime. We don't know when. It could be any time, mm-hmm. or it might be 10 years down the road or 20 years. We don't know. Um, so, But you just have to invest, stay diversified, and stick to your diversified strategy long term. Right. Right? right. So great prescription of the week. All right. Well, that brings us to a close for this week's edition of Money MD. Tune in next week for more prescriptions for your financial health. Do check us on our website, moneymd.net. Email us your questions. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us directly at info at moneymd.net or give us a call, Richard Young Associates, 706-739-0725. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the week. Have a good one.